Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to recap the week four games over the weekend. We had a lot of good football, some bad football too. And we're going to talk some waiver wires, so let us waste absolutely no time and jump right on into it. Um, the two best teams that played this weekend, the Washington football team and the Atlanta Falcons, they played a football game. Washington ended up winning. Uh, I think the big takeaway uh, from the Falcons' side is that Cordero Patterson is a locked and loaded starter. I'm not going to say that he's an RB1 or anything, but he did catch three touchdowns in that game, which was very surprising because he only played 23 snaps. He is has to be in your fantasy lineup until further notice. Uh, they designed plays for him specifically, and they basically designed their offense around him uh, in a lot of different areas. So Cordero Patterson, definitely a guy that needs to be in your starting lineup. Uh, for Washington, J.D. McKissick played really well in this game, um, and Washington as a whole just looked like the better football team. But uh, I definitely have concerns about Antonio Gibson and his usage going forward. Um, I'm not selling him for anything, but I would definitely float some offers there and see if you can get someone uh, of equal or lesser or equal or greater value. Why would it be lesser value? <laughs> equal or greater value. Uh, Houston and Buffalo was an absolute slaughter fest. Buffalo won 40 to zero. Uh, the first play from scrimmage, Josh Allen threw a horrendous interception, but from there on out, he was absolutely balling. Houston was gifted the ball at the Buffalo 15 and could not get any points from it. Buffalo ended up winning 40-0. to zero. Um, My big takeaway from Houston is that uh, with David, Davis Mills under center, Brandon Cooks is really the only starter for fantasy in Houston, and even he is a flex play at best right now because Houston looks like the worst team in the league without Tyrod Taylor. And for Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen is back. And it looks like Emmanuel Sanders has overtaken Cole Beasley for the number two uh, target getter for Josh Allen. I mean, nothing definitive, but he has certainly looked like that the last few weeks. And Dawson Knox, what do you know? Uh, his name will come up a little bit later. He played really well, and he is beginning to blossom. If this Buffalo offense keeps rolling, there's going to be a lot of fantasy goodness going forward. That is for sure. All right, Chicago and Detroit. Chicago, Justin Fields plays much better in this game. Um, and my big takeaway is actually that Darnell Mooney looks to be the receiver to own in Chicago. I know that it was only one week, but we've always known that Mooney does have talent. It's never been a debate there. It's always been the quarterback problem. And uh, his receiver, his teammate, uh, the other guy who's always produced was, despite whatever quarterback he has, uh, I'm definitely concerned about Allen Robinson. He has not been... At nearly as much a factor as maybe everyone in the fantasy community would have thought uh, this year. Um, if you were to bench him for better depth and you had better depth, I would not blame you. Uh, and for the Lions, it looks like DeAndre Swift is not going to be a top five running back uh, for the rest of the season because this team is just bad. And I know that um, he is a really good player, but Jamal Williams is still there. And as long as he's healthy, I think that that definitely caps DeAndre Swift's upside. Dallas and Carolina. Dallas is rolling. Uh, my big takeaway for Carolina is that Carolina is a fraud 3-0 team. I think that they are still a 9-10 win team, but they had a cake schedule to open up the season. But um, they're not a bad team, though. You know, they're not a bad team. Uh, Robbie Anderson is pretty much droppable. I dropped him in one of my leagues last week. Uh, DJ Moore is a stud, and when CMC comes back, I think that this whole offense is going to filter around DJ Moore and CMC for Dallas. 
This run game is legit. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are every week starters. Pollard, definitely a flex play, but Zeke is uh, an RB1 simply because of workload and talent. Um, I don't think that he's nearly uh, as good as he was a few years ago, but he is still really good, and that O-line is still really good. And Dallas looks like one of the best teams in the league. I mean, let's be real. They they look legit. Um, and if they could have pulled off that upset against Tampa Bay, uh, where they lost by two points on the final drive, they would be 4-0. And I think that we would be talking about them uh, as a potential Super Bowl team. I think that they are still. Cleveland and Minnesota in a yawn fest. Baker Mayfield played terrible in this game, uh, as did Kirk Cousins, really. Minnesota just could not get anything moving. Um, and Dalvin Cook seems to be hurt still as well. He came back in the third quarter and uh, tried to give it a go, but limped off on the sideline, but then attempted to come back in again. Uh, crazy stuff. Alexander Madison is still a plug-and-play running back two at the least if Cook is out. And uh, for Cleveland... I just don't know if Odell Beckham is going to get it going again. He looked really good in his first game, uh, first return, but but this one, not amazing. I, I don't know. I think that we just need to temper our expectations for ODB, but the two Cleveland running backs need to be in your lineup every single week, no matter what. The Giants went into New Orleans and beat the Saints. That's something, right? My big takeaway from this game for the Giants is that Saquon Barkley is back. He is a beast. Um no debate there. Kadarius Tony looked really good too. If he's on your waiver wire, definitely a stash candidate in deeper leagues at least. And for the Saints, my big takeaway is that Alvin Kamara seems to be the only Saint that you want to roster for fantasy purposes. He was held without a target, which was kind of weird to me, but um, this offense is just so conservative, like so conservative. They literally just lost to the Giants at home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kamara, start him, but the Saints, man... I just don't think that I want anything to do with that offense outside of him. The Jets won a game. How about that? I was at that game. It was really good. It was really fun. I uh, was not expecting much going in. In fact, in the first quarter when it was 9 to nothing, I was like, wow, this is going to be a 45-0 to blowout. But it wasn't. Zach Wilson played really, really good the second half. Um, Corey Davis played an exceptional game. Jameson Crowder played good as well. Um, and the Jets as a whole just played well. I think my big takeaway for the Jets is that uh, Michael Carter – the running back is the best offensive player on the team, um, and he's going to get hopefully volume. But I would say that he is definitely worth uh, rostering at the least because of how gross running back is with bye weeks and injuries uh, looming, of course. And for the Titans, um, my big takeaway for them is that Ryan Tannehill is not the answer. Uh, I've said that multiple times. I just don't think that he is. This offense goes through Derrick Henry, and um, Ryan Tannehill played terrible without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Uh, and if you take away the play action, Tannehill just crumbles. But I don't need to say that over and over again. Uh, my Dolphins took on the Colts, and I do not want to spend any time on this game. <laughs> um, yeah, the Dolphins' offense just gross. Don't you don't want anyone from that team uh, right now? They are terrible. They are a terrible football team. And uh, you know, I, I could not 
before the season have imagined uh, the Dolphins being as bad as they looked on Sunday, and they are just a bad team. They are they are like Atlanta Falcon Washington football team bad. They're not like even close to playoff. I mean, they're terrible. They're not even average. Um, Jacoby Brissett looked lost, abysmal. Their offense can't move the ball, and and my big takeaway for the Dolphins right now is that you don't want to start anyone in fantasy outside of maybe Mike Gesicki because of how bad the tight end position is, and for the Colts. My big takeaway for them is that uh, Jonathan Taylor's back, locked and loaded, RB1, looked really good, and uh, I hope that you bought low because you cannot buy low on him anymore, that is for sure. All right, the Chiefs beat the Eagles 42-30. to um, Yeah, big takeaway here. Tyreek Kill's really good. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Travis Kelsey uh, disappeared in this game. I think he had five fantasy points, but that'll happen, you know. They kind of take turns. Some days one goes off, some days the other goes off, and some days they both go off. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is locked and loaded. Uh, the Chiefs looked good. They are 2-2 two and two currently, and they're just going to continue to roll. We know who the Chiefs are uh, for the Eagles. My big takeaway for them is that Jalen Hurts is not the quarterback of the future, and I know that he's really good for fantasy, and um, he has the rushing cheat code, which kind of pads his stats, but he just isn't a good quarterback right now. And I know that a lot of Eagles fans listening to this are going to be um, up in arms, but I really think that uh, the Eagles as a whole just need to start looking for their quarterback of the future, which is maybe why they have a couple extra picks coming up in this draft to maybe make a trade or move up and down the draft board next year. I don't know, but Jalen Hurts is not it. Um, and also, Kenneth Gainwell is playing really, really well. Um, I'm not going to say that he's going to take the starting job from Miles Sanders, but he for sure is right there um, with Sanders, and that is definitely a situation to watch. Gainwell should be owned in all leagues. Devontae Smith did his thing. He's a baller too. The Cardinals, the last undefeated team, went into the Rams stadium and smacked them around it was never close uh kyler murray played really good aj green how about that aj green balled out caught all six of his targets had a nice long touchdown and uh deandre hopkins ah, man i don't think that deandre hopkins is quite the top three top five receiver um that we had hoped that he would be before the season because of how this offense runs you know they they have two okay running backs chase Edmonds has actually been good this year um, I think a lot of that's due to volume but that's neither here nor there um, they run four wide wide receivers and last year Hopkins was so good because he was funneled targets but this year they have much more weapons and he's not like a target hog so if you can flip Hopkins for you know a DK Metcalf Devonta Adams Tyreek Kill still I would definitely explore that and for the Rams um Cooper Cup, another guy who disappeared, at least compared to his uh, numbers the three weeks prior. But uh, Cup's still the guy. But Robert Woods, I, I don't know. You cannot start Robert Woods uh, with any sort of confidence. Sit him on the bench for a week, and if you miss Woods' first game back, then that's fine. I don't know. Robert Woods is just not good. I think that Van Jefferson is absolutely worth an ad in all leagues. And Daryl Henderson... Ran the ball really well, really hard uh, with those bruised ribs, but um, he's still a baller. We know that. Seattle and San Fran for the Niners. Uh, Debo Samuel, <laughs> my goodness. I believe he's the number three receiver in PPR right now. If you picked him late, uh, he just, wow. Like I have him in both of my home leagues and um, just an unreal player. I mean, I, I'm not really sure that 
uh, his numbers match like how good he is as a player. I think that a lot of that, it was a little fluky. I mean, he caught like an 80 yard touchdown where there was literally no one near him, like within 20 yards of him and then just ran into the house. Uh, the second touchdown was, was in absolute garbage time, but we're not complaining. He played really good. Uh, and Brandon, Ayuk, I, where another guy, like just like Robert Woods, where is he? What's he doing? Sit him on the bench. Uh, quarterback situation is definitely one to watch, as is the running back situation. We don't know the health status of Elijah Mitchell as it pertains to Trey Sermon, and we don't know the health status of Jimmy G as it pertains to Trey Lance. Keep an eye on it. And for the Seahawks, uh, Alex Collins stepped in this game, and the Seahawks were riding the hot hand of him. He played, honestly, better than Chris Carson. I think that Collins is definitely worth a speculative ad, but I don't expect him to be anything more than maybe a flex going forward i doubt it though uh, i think chris carson's still the guy there baltimore beat denver 23 to 7 and my big takeaway for baltimore is uh, marquise brown is a stud he is awesome he's a really good player he had an unreal diving catch uh, in the end zone and uh, he is just a baller absolute baller lamar did his thing uh, the running back situation is really murky take your stab at it i don't know latavius murray got all the work but he looked terrible um Le'Veon Bell reportedly is going to get a couple more looks. I don't know. If you want to add him, go for it. But I'm not excited about the Ravens running back situation. Tyson Williams was a healthy and active. For Denver, Drew Locke took over for the injured Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that Denver has some really confusing fantasy options. Uh, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are just kind of boom-bust flex wide receiver threes. Um and the two running backs, I think, are, are also low-end running back to flex options. Um, kind of playing roulette with them, but Javante Williams looked really good. I think that he looks a little better than Gordon personally, but um, I think that they're both very usable and viable too. Uh, Green Bay beat Pittsburgh 27-17, and my big takeaway for Pittsburgh is that Big Ben is done. Wow, you've heard that before, right? Yeah, I have too. He is awful right now i mean i feel bad he can't move he literally cannot move he he had a really nice throw to deontay johnson to start the game and you're thinking all right maybe yeah here we go and then the rest of the game was just bad terrible uh naji harris got all the volume all the work played well um but he's just very limited because their o-line is awful and their quarterback is awful so as long as he gets the volume and stays healthy he's probably gonna be a top 10 running back but um I think that his upside is also capped because those two factors uh, holding him back. Um, Claypool was a healthy scratch. Juju Smith-Schuster did absolutely nothing, and Deontay Johnson is still a beast. We know that. Uh, He's the guy to own in that receiving core, and it's not even close, and I think that he is the best receiver in that receiving core on that team. Uh, For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, boss. A.J. Dillon actually played a lot better than Aaron Jones in this game. Um, The box score was not lying there. I think A.J. Dillon uh, is not a flex play yet, but uh, definitely keep an eye on him. I think that he's a good player. Uh, Randall Cobb balled out, caught two touchdowns, and uh, I remember Aaron Rodgers had talked earlier in the week about getting Cobb more involved, and they certainly did. I think that Cobb is definitely worth a speculative ad as a free agent. Um, and, yeah, Tampa Bay went up to New England and won 19-17. In the final seconds, it was a really fun game uh, for the Bucks. Just start your bucks. That's it for the Patriots. Uh, I don't think that there's a running back to own in this offense, or at least to start in this offense. 
I think the only Patriot that you can feel confident starting as a flex is Jacoby Myers just because his target share is so massive. But, yeah, Patriots for fantasy, just gross. Um, and finally, the Chargers defeated the Raiders. Takeaway for the Chargers, you have a stud in Justin Herbert. He's a top-five quarterback, unreal. Uh, Mike Williams came back to earth in this game. Keenan Allen definitely looked like the better receiver. I still think that he is. And Austin Eckler, oh, my goodness, he is awesome. I was wrong in the summer. He is a beast, a beast. If he is healthy, he's got it, man. Just, I mean, top-five running back, top-three running back upside. I mean, what what a baller. Um, very happy for Austin Eckler. He's going to keep doing his thing. For the Raiders, Josh Jacobs actually played. Um, he fell into the end zone, which was nice for his owners. And I think that uh, when he's healthy, he is for sure the best running back in that backfield. Contingent on Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber. Yeah, I'm taking Josh Jacobs all freaking day long. Uh, Henry Ruggs had a nice long catch. I think that the wide receiver to own in Oakland or uh, Vegas. Sorry about that. Uh, but I'm not really, though. Is actually Hunter Renfro. Uh, he played really well. Caught a nice touchdown right out of the slot. I think that he's just a PPR machine. And in all PPR leagues, he for sure needs to be owned. But, yeah, that's it. That was week four. That was a fun, fun week of football. I was at the Jets game for basically the whole day. But I did get to see some of the games later on at the bar, which was a lot of fun. Just because I know you guys all care so much about that. So thank you for listening to me talk about that. All right. Waivers. Ten guys. I'm going to say... A little bit about each and then uh, talk a little bit of fab for how much I would spend on them. And then that is going to do it for the show. First off, Trey Lance has the rushing upside, the cheat code. Um, and oh my goodness, he's got to be better than any of these other rookies quarterback wise because they are terrible. Um, I think that Trey Lance is for sure worth an ad, a speculative ad at the least, especially if you need a quarterback. Because if Kyle Shanahan can design run plays for him, your fantasy team is going to uh, succeed because of it. 5 to 10% of fab. Don't go crazy. He's still a rookie. Still has to learn the ropes. So 5 to 10% speculative. I think that that works. Damian Williams. This is the guy that I think um, is the biggest pickup of the year so far. Uh, we got word that David Montgomery is out four to five weeks at the least. And uh, Damian Williams I would say fab-wise, you're probably going to have to spend all your money, all your fab, because there is someone in your league that will. Running back right now is is thin as it usually is, and if you're going to get a guy who uh, is probably going to have all the workload or close to all the workload uh, on waivers in a good running offense, uh, running offense, not a good offense, um, that's just the price you have to pay for fantasy. Uh, I think that 50 to all of your fab, uh, depending on how bad you need a running back right now, uh, is the way to go. Another bear coming in, Darnell Mooney, 30 to 40% of your fab. Played really well, had over 100 receiving yards, and the talent has always been there. It's just been the quarterback that has held Mooney back. Um, I think that he is no fluke. I'm not going to say that he's a wide receiver two or anything, but for sure a flex wide receiver three for the rest of the season. I feel confident in saying that. Uh, Justin Fields looked better, not amazing, but definitely better. Uh, it's hard not to from his first start. Number four, Randall Cobb. Mentioned Cobb a little bit earlier. Uh, 10 to 20% of your fab. Don't go crazy, but there could be something a little, little, little brewing, a little, little brewski from, uh, from the Cobb-Rogers connection. If you take that chance and it hits, then good for you. I still think that his upside is flex to low-end wide receiver two 
if like that's absolute best i i doubt that that even happens but cobb definitely is worth an ad uh and should be rostered aj green another guy 10 to 20 percent uh just consistently balling man just like consistently flex 12 points like sometimes that's all you need sometimes those aren't the worst players to have they're not going to win you your league but they will not lose you the game either um so aj green is part of the eight hundred thousand uh receivers on the cardinals apparently but yeah i i I think aj green is worth an ad and should be owned uh kenneth gamewell next up 20 to 25 percent he looks good he looks maybe better than miles sanders honestly and i think that uh especially in the running back landscape he needs to be owned everywhere uh for me i i don't know it it depends on team need but 20 to 25 percent seems very reasonable uh, especially if philadelphia decides that gamewell is the guy right now um next up dawson knox and dalton schultz both 30 to 50 percent of your fab if you need a tight end which half your league probably needs a tight end tight end is abysmal and both of these guys the last few weeks specifically last week uh, have been balling and um i think that dawson knox should be priority a little more over dalton schultz because uh schultz is still splitting time with blake jarwin but both are in really good offenses uh knox caught two touchdowns over the weekend schultz caught one and uh dawson knox i I think is the priority between those two but it is definitely close uh daniel jones next up five to ten percent uh the quarterback for the giants if you need a quarterback again we know who daniel jones is his legs get him the fantasy points he's not that good in real life but this is fantasy football we play and then the last one that i want to talk about is brandon bolden he had six targets caught all of them for the Patriots. Uh, it was reported that he's going to step into that James White role. I don't know if that's true, but um, certainly in PPR, worth a speculative ad because if he does step into the James White role at least a little bit, then um, that's good because he is going to be a solid flex play uh, from here on out. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next show. Take care.